Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. <coughs> just the words of that old chorus just keeps running over in my in my head when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. My soul cries out, Hallelujah. Thank you. Praise God for saving me. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I didn't start this race to stop along the way. By the grace, by the grace of God, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out. I'm gonna keep going. Because my goal and my and, and my desire this evening is to hear him say, Well done. Hallelujah. I want to hear him say, Well done. Praise the Lord. Uh, some people looking for pats on the back down here. Uh, and uh, I guess that's good if you get some of them, but you better be careful about those pats on the back because there might be a knife in that hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. But hearing him say, well done, is a whole lot more important than the pats on the back. Amen. Glory to God. Well, we're going to get started in tonight's lesson. Uh, we've been studying about Satan, the nature of heaven's fallen soul. That's the title of our series that we've been on. And um, tonight we're going to be continuing part two. We didn't finish it up. We got, uh, I got one more that I'm going to talk about this evening. We're talking about how he works. Uh, and um, we've talked about who he is and how he works. And uh, we'll end our uh, lesson up on talking about uh, uh, his final demise. Praise the Lord. Amen. Y'all, I said a whole lot when I'm preaching and it's so, so true. If the devil keeps trying to remind you of your past, you just need to remind him of his future. I have read the back of the book, and guess what? We win. We win. Hallelujah. That, old, that, that alone should uh, keep us going. Hallelujah. Uh, <coughs> we're going to, I didn't, um, in the last uh, uh, week's study, we, we talked about three of Satan's ploys and how he uses them. And uh, those, uh, those ploys uh, of the devil if, um, was deception. We talked about deception. Then we talked about temptation. And then we talked about afflictions. Deception temptation, and afflictions. Those are three areas, uh, three ploys that uh, the devil does to um, uh, uh, attack us and come against us. Deception, temptation, and affliction. And we talked about each one of those last night, uh, not last night, but last week, uh, and uh, time didn't allow me to get on the fourth one, so um, we uh, uh, we should have plenty uh, of time here tonight to finish. Uh, in tonight's lesson, we're going to talk about the uh, the fo the fourth uh, ploy 
of Satan's attack against us, and that is opposition. <coughs> opposition. Amen. The devil knows how to use opposition. He does it pretty good. Amen. And the word opposition, of course, uh, comes from the word oppose. And if you look that up, according to uh, Mr. Webster, he says the word oppose means to act against, to combat, stand in the way, hinder, or obstruct. Now, I know nobody here tonight has ever been affected by the devil or any of those things. Hallelujah. But he opposes us, he stands against us, he combats us, stands in the way, hinders, obstructs us. Um, I, look, I looked some of the synonyms up also for that word, oppose, and it gave me to confront, to argue, to assault, to bombard. Wow. I think all of us who have been serving God at any length of time at all, we know fully about how the devil uses these things. Amen. How he, he does it. And um, the, uh, uh, the text, uh, uh, the main text tonight, uh, I want to uh, read Revelation chapter 2 and verses 8 through 11. Now here... Uh, the Lord has given uh, John the Revelator a message concerning the, uh, the seven churches. And here the church in Smyrna, and to the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things says the first and the last, who was dead and came to life. I know your works, tribulation, poverty, but you are rich. And I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are, uh, uh, but are a synagogue of Satan. Um, the devil will come in to test us, to try us, and uh, he will bring his greatest attack to oppose uh, the uh, church in Polycarp back. Uh, the, excuse me, the church in Smyrna back in that day was the pl uh, was the place that you heard me in a message a few months ago preach about a a man by the name of Polycarp. He was the eighty six year old man that they burnt. Uh, uh, alive uh, at the stake, <coughs> and uh, uh, this was a fulfillment of what uh, God spoke to here in Revelation 2, uh, where he said, you're going to have tribulation uh, uh, 10 days, it's, it's coming as a test and a trial, and, and that's, that's what I want to, uh, to point out tonight 
because sometimes people say, well, how come the Lord even allows uh, the opposition of, uh, of the enemy against us? And it's a plain, really simple fact. Even though we're in the body of Christ, even though we're Holy Ghost filled, uh, we still have a tendency to follow the flesh rather than the Spirit of God. And God allows opposition to come our way to toughen us up, to make us stronger, amen, and um, to help us. Uh, I think it was Sister Darlene made this statement uh, about uh, Judas uh, not, not long ago uh, that uh, when Judas came to, uh, to portray uh, Jesus, Jesus called him friend. And people wonder, why did Jesus call, call him friend? And it was Judas that was going to propel Christ into the real reason he came to earth for. Hallelujah. Amen. And um, so with that in mind, God will allow not just the devil, but he will allow what has been called and known as sandpaper people in your life. I wonder how many understands what I mean by sandpaper people. <laughs> it means we still got some rough edges. And I know a few people, and I'm sure the way some folks are laughing, you know a few few people who just love to take the sandpaper of those rough edges in your life. Hallelujah. But it helps us in the long run, just like Judas. It, it, God needed a Judas to help propel Christ into what, to fulfill his mission. Amen. So, uh, you know, that is very much important and uh, we're going to have opposition. Anytime you make a choice to follow Jesus and to work in his kingdom, you, you're going to have opposition. Amen. You're going to have opposition. Satan will fight against you with every trick he can come up with. Every trick he can think about and he can come up with he will use it against you. Hallelujah. You're going to have opposition each way you turn. Uh, and I believe as long as we're in this life fighting this battle, I don't see it ending for very long at a time. If you've got a break right now, thank God for the breather, but look out around the next corner. Hallelujah. Because when you try to follow the Lord, and you try to do things for his, uh, in his kingdom and work for the kingdom of God, there's always going to be somebody to oppose. And it's the spirit of the evil one that's working in them to cause that opposition. Uh, Ephesians 6 and 11. Uh, amen. Ephesians 6 and 11. If you will put that up there, I want to read that one. All right. 
him just a second there. I might not have that wrote down for him, but I want him to try to bring it up because it, um, it's a very important part of what we're talking about. Put on the whole armor of God. Now, everybody in Pentecost has had this scripture read, preached, and taught. We all know about the whole armor of God. He said, though, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against what? The wiles of the devil. The reason why you need the whole armor of God is because of the wiles of the devil. And that word wiles means trickery, cunning crafts, and schemes. Uh, Darlene, do you got that in, uh, in the Amplified Version? Read that out uh, for us and see what, let's see how the Amplified Version says. Wow. Now that just draws it out right there. Amen. The schemes, the treachery, all of these things. This is why we need the whole armor of God on. And it's all it's all to oppose you. Amen. And remember what I said opposition means. It means to act against, combat, to stand in the way of, to hinder. Now, don't get so um, uh, cocky that you think, well, the devil can't bother me. You better be careful. There's a scripture that says, woe to the man who thinks he stands, lest he fall. Hallelujah. Uh, The devil, he's got a lot of tricks up, up his sleeve. And I want to first give you a scripture uh, and uh, and Daniel to show you how the devil stood in the way of an angel of God and obstructed an angel of God. And if he can stand in the way of an angel of God and obstruct an angel of God, he can us. Daniel chapter 10 First off, we're going to read verses 2 and 3. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food. No meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Uh, You know, uh, for several years... In the month of January, you know, we have done uh, what we call a Daniel's fast for 21 days. And uh, this, this scripture right here, these scriptures right here is where we get that from. Uh, the, uh, the three weeks that Daniel fasted and sought, sought, sought God. Now, uh, go down to, uh, let's go down to verse 10, and we're going to read through verse... Um, 13, suddenly 
a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man, uh, a man greatly beloved. Think about this now. This is an angel of God talking to Daniel. My, 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 what a blessing to have an angel appear before you and, and, uh, and say, uh, man greatly beloved. Hallelujah. Glory. Understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright for I have now been sent to you while he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. Now listen here, look at this. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Just leave that up there just... Uh, for a second. Daniel started praying and fasting. And he was in this fast for 21 days. The heavens seemed like brass. He didn't hear nothing. No response from heaven whatsoever. But suddenly, the scripture said, a few minutes ago we read it, the angel appeared and said, oh, 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 Daniel, he says, man, greatly beloved. From the first day that you set yourself apart, he said, I was sent to you. But the prince of Persia withstood me 21 days. This was the forces of darkness over the kingdom of Persia that ruled the world at that time. And this angel uh, uh, was standing trying to get to Daniel. But this uh, prince of Persia, this uh, angel from, from, uh, of darkness, withstood him for 21 days. He hindered him. He obstructed him. He kept him from getting to Daniel. And he never won on his own. He didn't win until Michael showed up. Woo. Now, if you remember Michael is the archangel of the warrior angels. I'm here to tell you, folks, when you're going through a battle and you're praying and you're seeking God and you don't get no answers and you don't know what to do, hallelujah, I want you to just keep struggling, keep on going, amen, because, brother, it has to be God will send Michael your way to give you your deliverance. Hallelujah. I gave you this scripture to let you know that if the devil can interfere and obstruct and oppose an angel, think about us. So we shouldn't get so arrogant to think the devil couldn't come against us to try to obstruct us, to try to hold us back because he's been doing it ever since the time of Adam and Eve. 
He'd been doing it ever since the time of Adam and Eve. Now, now we're going to go to the New Testament, and this will be the last scripture that I will bring to you tonight. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 18. Therefore, we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul. Now, this is the Apostle Paul right here. Time and again. But what happened? Satan hindered us. There you go. Here's the Apostle Paul. If you remember, the hand of God was heavily upon the Apostle Paul. He worked many miracles he uh, he met in a place one time, and he, he preached, and at midnight, somebody fell out of the third loft, broke their neck. He stopped, he stopped his speech, went down there, raised the man from the dead, went back. The Bible said, continued his speech to daylight. My Lord, most apostolic churches would have him put out today. <laughs> Hallelujah. He had the anointing and the power of God in his life. And there were several times that Paul desired to go to Thessalonica. He said time and again, but Satan hindered us. Amen. Satan opposed it. He didn't want Paul going there. He didn't. He uh, he, he didn't. Uh, he was concerned about what Paul would give those people if he got there. Hallelujah. Amen. So here again, if the devil could hinder the apostle Paul, we have to keep on our prayer knees. We need to be vigilant. The scripture we read back at the very beginning of this study, be vigilant, be sober because your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion, going about seeking whom he may devour. We have to watch, folks. Just like the, day, the world that we live in today, uh, if you go out anywhere, uh, uh, especially at night, especially uh, 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 men, men also, but especially a woman, you bet you better always be aware of your surroundings, because you don't never know what's lurking around in the in the dark shadows. Amen. Because bad things are happening every day. But think about this: how many evil spirits? And different things you think the devil's got hit out somewhere waiting for you. Hiding in the shadows. To try to hinder you. To try to oppose you. Amen. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a, it's not all very spiritual things that he does. I mean, you may make up your mind, praise God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend such and such time reading the Bible. And uh, now, I'm not like Sister Darlene. She's not like me. When she lays down, and she don't even have to lay down, she is off. Done left me with, and went off with Mr. Sandman. 
when I travel, I feel like I'm traveling alone. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, she, I mean, she don't have a problem falling to sleep. Me, on the other hand, I have, I have a hard time falling to sleep. I wish I didn't, but I do. It takes me forever. Uh, sometimes when I have time, and most of the time I don't, but when I have time, if I think I want to lay down and take a, take a nap on Sunday afternoon, most of the time I waste my time. I'll lay, I'll, I'll lay there for 25, 30 minutes, and uh, then I finally just get up. You know, I have a hard time falling, falling asleep. But if I open up the Word and I decide I'm going to spend some time in reading, it's amazing. You think I done took a handful of Ambien. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, I, it might not be every case, uh, uh, Brother Kyle, but I know there's some times that the devil's got to be somewhere behind that. Amen. You got to be somewhere behind that because his his objective and his goal is to hinder us from our purpose. You want to get closer to the Lord. You want uh, uh, to pray more, to study his word. Uh, maybe you, you want to do something in the kingdom of God and uh, all of a sudden everything under the sun starts happening to hinder you. Amen. Uh, the, the devil is behind a lot of that. Because one of his works, and that's how, what we're finishing up the, uh, the study of how he works tonight, is opposition. Hallelujah. And that, again, is why that we need to make sure that we always got on the whole armor of God. We, need, we should never leave the house unless we know we got the whole armor of God on. Because you don't know where he's lurking. You don't know uh, uh, what bush he's hiding behind. Amen. To try to sidetrack you, to try to trick you. His cunning craft, his schemes. Uh, I, I want to say this. Um, 